welcome to the Batcave, fellow Cape Crusaders. This is Batman Returned, and I'm your host, Charlie Ashby. And alongside me, as always, is a shotgun-wielding dude in hockey pants. It's Orton Diaz. What's the difference between you and me? Uh, shout out to that guy, who has a horrible yeah, right. at the beginning of this film. R.I.P., I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're tackling a small movie today. And not as beloved as the last film, uh, The Dark Knight. Yeah, this is a uh, little independent feature. Um, was okay for the Batman brand. I think it did. It, it did pretty well. It boosted a little revenue for I think called IMAX. Something yeah. Like that. Shattered yeah. records. Um, yeah, I mean, this is it. You know, this was the event. This was like. You know, it's always talked about the summer of 08, Iron Man, Dark Knight. Like, it just, this mm. was it. Like, this was a cultural moment. Everyone saw this. Your parents, your grandparents, everybody saw this. Yeah, this was the first film I saw in the trilogy. Um, not for want of wanting to watch Batman Begins. I'd watch bits of it, bits and pieces, but not in, like, not completely. So, this was the moment I went to see, I just remember, like, Really excited to see the Dark Knight in theaters because obviously at that point Heath Ledger had passed away, mm-hmm. so part of that was just really wanted to see what he did with the role. Everything about the film looked great. I loved the Joker, so I was really excited to see him again because obviously, even though it's, I know for you guys listening to us now, it seems weird in a world about the Joker in films, but for us, we hadn't seen him since 1989, so it was a big deal. For us actually to see that character again and yeah it was just so exciting to see it do you remember where you were when you saw the film because i do yeah i do um i remember so much about the lead up to this movie because it was an early example of just phenomenal viral marketing in different yes. ways so like i yeah. believe in harvey dent being everywhere dot com dot com the buttons at comic-con there was the number you could call that would ask if you were going to vote for him and um it was just this entire just groundswell this buzz of a movie and then like the devil in the background of all that build was the joker so he would deface things in the viral marketing Mm -hmm. or behind the glass or the first shot of the makeup where it's mostly obscured in black shadow um they just teased and teased and teased that this was going to be something special and different and you know batman begins was so orange and so tied in with the ninjutsu and sort of like the mythological batman stuff and this one immediately you know with all of its blues and with you know the city and in the trailer the the truck flip and the joker in the streets and all that stuff building up to it it was obvious you know that nolan you know loves not only just Bond, but also Heat, Michael Mann film. And so it was so much of that. And then you would hear that they had showed some of it in IMAX and that they had showed some of the the bank robbery scene. And I didn't get to see that, but I remember people on the internet freaking out about the bank robbery. Like, oh my God, oh my God, this is the craziest thing. Uh, this scene is, this is going to change everything. And I'm, we're young. I mean, we're the same age. So it was we're like 11, I think I'm 11 in that year. And I just couldn't believe it. My MySpace profile, I had it all purple and green. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had like, you know, the filter, early filters where you could change and put the smile on and stuff. So I was, 
in and I saw this just at the, the same theater where I've seen most of the movies here in town. And I just couldn't believe it. Like that was one of those early, like the Iron Man theater reaction was more one of surprise. People were like, oh, wow. Like that movie ended and people were like, that was was pretty good. Iron Man, the Iron Man experience for me was watching it on a pirate DVD. That was the experience of Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't even like, I was like. It's not a thought to like make that a trip to the movies. No. So like when I saw Iron Man in theaters, it was sort of that. Like people were like, oh, that was pretty good. Like, wow, that was was awesome. I would have watched another one of those. The The reaction with this one was, oh, God. Like people were yeah. that entire that entire film experience, everybody was on edge, and we'll talk about a lot of the reasons why. But I distinctly remember, and we'll obviously spend a lot of time on this scene when the pencil trick happened. The first time that I saw this in a theater, I it was the first time I ever heard a, a crowd gasp, an audible gasp, and I was like, "This is special!" Like this was the first, and, and they, I left this movie being like. Christopher Nolan is a rock star. Yes, absolutely. That was the key thing for me. It was, I loved films. I loved movies all my life, but yeah. I never really felt like that. And there was obviously with Star Wars is different, but yeah. in terms of like cinema that, you know, like, you can't really describe it. It's just something about it. That last shot and that narration and that cut to black with the title sequence will always stand out in my mind as a, holy shit, I love this. I love movies. I love movies so much. It's so incredible. The whole experience was just mind-blowing. I remember I watched the film in Ireland. I was on a holiday with my um, my dad, my sister and family, and a group of us went to the cinema. Half of us went to see one film. Half of us went to see The Dark Knight, which I thought was interesting as hell i was really freaked out by the joker by the way just to clarify how great again 2008 was half of us went to go see the dark knight the other half went to see mamma mia so i thought i was about to say i was like i bet you it was mamma mia because i remember them being at the same time i was like great i started doing the math in my head just now i was like it had to be mamma mia because again like you're saying like yes it's funny haha mamma mia but like really like that that summer no yeah whole year stacked because you've got iron man and hulk dark knight mm-hmm. mama mia punisher Warzone, hellboy 2 the golden army i think quantum of solace yeah, yeah it was 28 2008 yeah yeah so quantum of solace is in there so that's already seven major films uh and then i i know i'm leaving some stuff out that that was that was, was a pixar film that yeah i want to say was, was there one wally was it Wally? Yeah, it must have been, right? I think it was Wally, yeah. Let me see. Because 2009 is up, and 2007 is Ratatouille. So I think you're right. I think it was Wally. Um, yeah, Wally was, was, Wally was June. Yeah. Crazy. And that would have been the same time period as well. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. <sighs> I mean, okay, ridiculous. Um, before we jump in, though... I need to know what were your overall thoughts on this film right now. My feelings on this movie are that it is over time. I've sort of reconciled with the, it's definitely a way better, just like prestige crime drama than it is as much of a Batman film as begins is. And it's got lots of like legendary Batman stuff. Obviously the heart of this movie 
is long Halloween in a lot of ways. I mean, you get the Gordon Dent Bruce Trinity um, mm-hmm. for a good chunk of this movie, which is great. Rooftop scene. Yeah, which is just phenomenal. You get the rooftop and and the Batman Joker stuff here is fantastic. But the the surrounding trappings over time, I've sort of been like, oh, you know, they kind of made it less goth and it's a little bit less heightened and it's a little bit more this and that. So I've I've gotten a little bit away from the it's perfect, but I still do think that on any given day, it should be in the Mount Rushmore for comic book films. Um if we're talking just about impact and critically best, because even then I, do I like Batman begins more probably at this point, I've been saying that for the past couple of years and next year it could flip back to dark Knight. to be clear. Um, could flip tonight. Could, could flip right now. Yeah, exactly. Watching this movie right now, I'm excited to dive into it. Um, but in terms of the overall like important movies that I think are going to be there forever, dark Knight is one of them. And it's also, like you said, like making you love movies. I still credit this movie a lot with making me invested in who filmmakers were that were not George Lucas or Steven Spielberg. Yes. And behind the scenes in general. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh wow. They really flipped that truck. Oh wow. They really did this. And all of the stuff that comes with the Nolan experience. I mean, he's, he's not a, a young guy. Nolan's in his fifties, I believe, but he's, he was in 2008, he was, you know, uh, considered an up-and-comer you know he was of the now of this generation being a rock star director that people knew their name and also it got me involved in loving the film business too in terms of like awards and stuff because i remember being a kid and being pissed that the dark knight didn't get a best picture nomination you know and i was legitimately angry and this movie changed it changed the business because it made them expand the pool of nominees in number and make it a flexible number instead of locked in. So yeah, I mean, yeah, this movie changed everything and I still, I still have massive love for it for that. And I also think that Mark Hamill aside, we'll get into this. This is the Joker for me in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think for me, it's kind of how I feel about star Wars. Like is Batman returns my favorite Batman film? Yes. Is it? Do I think it's the best Batman film? No, I think this is like this is. Again, I still think the entire trilogy, as it in like all together, is a fantastic story, and is one that hits me emotionally. And pretty much, this is the core of why I feel that way. Um, it's such a ground, like you said, it's such a groundbreaking film, and the portrayals of each of these characters, the actors in that are fantastic. We could speak all day about obviously Heath Ledger, but uh, Christian Bale, I feel like um, Michael Caine, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Aaron Eckhart, they all deliver powerhouse performances in this film. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's just it's just crazy to think that this was like a singular moment in time and that they in 2008, like pre this boom, like that they allowed a movie of this size to be made and just that they put all their, their heart into it. You know, it just feels like people to this day making these movies, they are still chasing the dark night in a lot of ways. We are just now getting out of that. It feels like we're now people are sort of chasing the Avengers, but you know, mm-hmm. people, people for years, you know, everything was 
oh my god holy shit this movie made a billion dollars being dark every make it dark everything needs to be dark um yes which i think is isn't really the theme of the film which is ironic yeah but, it's um, not the movie's fault at all it's just it's just the way uh, the business is yeah the business it's it's you know it's the whole camel discussion a horse designed by Kamei. um mm-hmm. you know it's, it's a hero made by Kamei. i'm sure like you push guardians through one door you get a suicide squad so let's put that all out the door for a moment we'll cleanse our minds we'll get back in the state of where we were last time as we know batman had seen a calling card from commissioner gordon Telling him of a new up and comer who is threatening Gotham in general and the structure that we may know. Let's dive in. We are gonna breathe in those those flowers from that very strange country that we're not quite sure where it is. <laughs> breathe in the fear and let's start and watch the dark night. As always, we are uh, watching it our own separate ways. All you're watching it on HBO Max, right? I am indeed. So you can all join us. We're starting at zero 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 as always. Pretty much when we click start, it will appear on the the Warner logo. So the house is covered in blue sheen. Um, so yeah, we'll do uh, one, two, three, and on the three, we're both going to click play. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Well, everyone, get ready to join us. One, two, three, play. The soundtrack again. Yeah, just immediately. Like, two drum beats is all it took for me to be like, ooh. Good film. (laughs) 10 out of 10. And again, as we get to these opening credits here, the, um, the opening sequence for this film is so special in the way that it just rockets you into the chaos of this character, into the effects that he's having on the characters around mm-hmm. him and the city. Um, but everybody watching along with us, listen out. I mentioned it in the begins commentary. Listen out for the lack of Joker theme. There is no Joker theme. It is just a tone. It's the a- intro is great. This title sequence. Oh yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, it's just a buzzing tone whenever Joker's presence is building or if he's on screen, and it's terrifying. I remember just being just so drawn in. And again, this is such great writing from uh, Nolan and also David S. Goya. Who were both influenced, obviously, like we said before, by a, a, diff- a few different Batman stories. Obviously, he had The Long Halloween, which is the biggest influence, The Killing Joke, obviously, for The Joker, and The Dark Knight Returns. Right. And what's cool here is, you know, that visual homage to the Cesar Romero Joker with the clown mask over the makeup. I know that uh, Nolan and Heath Ledger both drew on different influences both in and out of the comics, which included obviously The Killing Joke and also Fritz Lang's film The Testament of Dr. Mavus and some other paintings and stuff to influence the viewpoint of the of the Joker. 
I also love a good Joker gang. Yeah, absolutely. Shout the out Joker to uh, William Fickner here, who is the the bank teller, who has some guts. He's pretty great. Do you know who you're rubbing from? And you know, just being a kid watching this, like seeing the way that the plan unfolds, that they're mm-hmm. all told to take each other out, is just fascinating. Genius, yes. It's such a Joker move as well. Because at first I was like, "Oh, are these just like really selfish guys?" Which obviously is still the case. Yeah. But yeah, and also yeah, you see, it shows the writing and the film shows you how powerful the 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 mob's influence is on Gotham. They practically own this bank. And look at the, like you said, like, look at the balls on this guy. Be like, fuck you, man. <laughs> We're the mob's bank. And then look at the balls on the Joker. Be like, and? Exactly. Now, do you remember your first viewing of this film uh, it, when it dawned on you that the Joker was already on screen? When he t- reveals himself. Yeah, it's it's a really well done. When he movie. speaks, when he speaks, yes, it's so good. What about you? The same? Probably about the same. Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely wondered why this guy wasn't talking, but because there's a couple moments here where he, um, like, right here, like he he reacts with just with nods or pantomimes, uh, but yeah. There you go, the confirmation is the mob's bank. Yeah. Funny, he told me the same thing. (laughs) I love all of these guys. (laughs) I think right here is sort of when I thought, you know, he's got that saunter and everything that we'd kind of seen in some trailers. Yeah, pretty much. And I feel like this actually was a great influence for the Arkham games. With 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 the, you know, the Joker gang. And the generic talk, you know? This obviously this is the point where you're like, and uh, when people say, I think retrospectively as well, like I go, oh yeah, the Joker is very realistic in this movie. Yeah, he's not how he should. And then you're watching like, no, he's very theatrical. I mean, look at this. He got he stole oh, a bus for sure. I mean, it's it's the it's the great meme of this movie, right? With the, um, with the whole like, do I seem like a guy with a plan? Exactly. That entire yeah. thing. It's like, well, well, yes, you are. You are yes. being ironic in and of yourself with your plan. Like, but you're an agent of chaos, that. but it, they missed the entire point of the film. Exactly. Like, you are an agent of chaos, but it takes a lot of work for you to be that. You know, exactly. he's a, he's a contradictory figure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Simply makes you stranger. And the tension, like you said, the score and the fact that it's just threaded. (laughs) So good. And then just this moment with pulling the the grenade pin is such a good... Because you're like, is this man's head about to blow up? And then it is a gas. And he's still going to die, but it's like, oh, it's just... It plays you against yourself <laughs> so much. 
And yeah, like, what a great plan. And then we go straight into the Batman classic theme we know and love. Yeah, and we'll get more into the whole, like, Agent of Chaos plan stuff later on when Harvey is Two-Face. But there's that whole thing that people have pointed out, you know, with the... He was never going to let Dent shoot him. And can we talk about this? I like the way they set up Batman's effect on the criminal world in these few months. Oh, yeah. They are they are being pressed already into into panic in over the course of what you say, like six months. Very eighty nine board there. Yeah. Gordon with the uh promotion. Mm-hmm. No longer a sergeant. And right here with Montoya who has, you know, of course we know is a major comic book character. Uh, Montoya initially with that empathetic beat of, you know, her mom is sick, you know, it's hard times. Uh, But later on, it's like, that's what enables someone to take advantage of you. Speaks to to more corruption in the city. I love how we see the other gangs in the territory. It wasn't like they never existed. They're just using that vacuum that's now gone. Yeah, with, with Carmine and Arkham. I love this as well. The boy's back. I love this line. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he now has a, a dress wear shirt that goes with his mask. <laughs> yes. So good. My dog's so hungry. <laughs> this guy is just the best. Nolan is great at casting. This is a great, again, trick in the audience. And it's such a great, great point that no Batman stories had really touched on to this point uh, that I know of that he would inspire copycats because copycat killers is such a thing in crime books and crime movies. But yeah. copycat heroes, you know, that are going to hurt themselves is a real thing that uh, I'm glad. Well, that's more like it. I will, yeah, and I feel like the whole point of this film is that the Joker is emblem- emblematic of he he's a reactionary force to Batman. But yeah. we never really see that in different ways. We don't see it, not just in terms of the Joker, but also people trying to be like him, but in a different area. Yeah. I also love that the Batman Bill's got a loiter mode. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Your favorite suit again? Ah, uh, my sweet baby suit. I remember just watching this for the first time and being like, this is Batman. And again, also, uh, I'm. Oh, go ahead. I'm okay. I'm not a dog person, really. So. When those dogs were attacking him, it, it scared the shit out of me. I don't mind it when he throws it either. Fuck him. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So, also remind love, me, this is like, this is six months or a year six later? Six months, I believe. Or, six yeah, around, around those times. And here's um, obviously great. a great exchange. This is just a great way of doing it. It's like, well, here we go. 
also the quick shot from here to him getting his mask taken off. So good. <laughs> Great line. I'm wearing hockey pants. <laughs> and already we could tell Bale has cranked the voice up just a little bit. And then um, I'm going to say again, I like, I love it still. I love his voice in these films. He has not hit Rises level. Rises is the most egregious. But <laughs> um, this is a wonderful scene for... The, overall, I will just say, this movie is, is a masterclass in exposition. Yes. And, and information dump dialogue. This entire thing is an information dump, but it works. Yes. <laughs> you know, you see what you've seen, like, fuck around. My detectives have been keeping some of those drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, you can see like even Batman, you know, he's still young in his career. Like it's a miscalculation, you know, uh, systematically to, to do that one man or the entire mob. Yeah. But you have no idea like what that one man means for the other criminals. We also see Alfred's viewing of, is he Bruce Wayne really? That, does he spend more of his time being Batman? It's also the first time we get to see the Bat Bunker, which was the name of my first blog. I don't know if you remember that from years uh. back. Um, which nobody ever really talks about, which I, I love this Bat Bunker. And also the Wayne Tower. Yeah, I really, Wayne, um, I, know. I really I like that. And a uh, fun fact for you, I don't know if you knew this, but the the penthouse that Bruce stays in is CG'd to look like a penthouse. To oh, wow. Be, to be up high. It is a real floor, but it's a ground floor. And that ground floor is the Chicago iHeartRadio building. Oh, that's crazy. So they shot it in the bottom of the iHeartRadio building and then used CG to put sky around it and everything, so... I know I people also, in the business that were there, like when Bale and Michael Caine were there. That's crazy. I also love seeing the, the physical impact that it's having on Bruce. Yeah, he looks more worse for wear. And like, even though it was only a couple of years later for Bale, they make him seem like the six months has kind of been hell on him. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I'm, le- I'm more sympathetic to the, the time jumps. And the short span of his Batman reign, because I feel like it is a realistic Batman. What Rachel does with her time is. I don't give a shit. That said, leave the racial cam on. <laughs> leave the special racial cam. <laughs> don't ever turn it off. Look at my Albus Dumbledore glasses. I bought them from the first Harry Potter store <laughs> in Gotham. While you were training with Ra's al Ghul, I read all seven books. <laughs> <laughs> or however many there would have been at the time. Probably. probably. Oh, Eric Roberts as Salvatore Moroni. So, one of the best castings <laughs> of all time. So good. He's, he's fantastic in this film. Also, Aaron Eckhart, obviously. Oh, yeah. And again, I said this in the Begins commentary. We both agreed. He is so 
underrated and overshadowed by Ledger, but his Two-Face, I almost wish his Two-Face could have gotten his own movie because he's so good. Yeah, but also his Harvey. Well, I feel like it's important to distinguish those two in oh, yeah. his he's, character. He's charismatic and like he's a good compliment to Rachel who we saw in Begins, Rachel is so brass tacks and like she believes hardcore in the law, sometimes to a fault. But Harvey is like a maverick. Like he's like... Mm. He's kind of like Han Solo-y for lawyers. He's almost too good to be true, and that's the case. Even here, like, he can handle a criminal, and, like, people also don't have this, to worry this about fucking, him. This fucking guy, right? Oh, yeah. This is one of my favorite moments. It's me. You want to kill a... What's he saying? I want to kill a district attorney? I may I recommend buying American? Yeah, I recommend you buy American. Oh, it's so good. Maroney's this fucking, this fucking jewelry, though. I'll show you how to Boom! <laughs> <It's so gangster. laughs> Lover is like, no, 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 I've got more questions. Like, he tried to shoot you, sir. So cool. I also really like Maggie Gyllenhaal in this film. Yeah, I, I think she's great. I think she feels more, um, she feels more like a contemporary for Bale. I think that, like I said, I think Katie was a little young, at least a little young feeling. Um, well, she opted out. Uh, she, uh, Katie Holmes opted out of the sequel so she could be in the comedy Mad Money. Do you remember that film? Oh, I remember it. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I remember uh, my mom. Uh, my mom being a fan of it. <laughs> uh. Other choices were Rachel McAdams and Emily Blunt. Oh, those both would have been phenomenal. Emily Blunt and and the great track record of not appearing in comic book movies. She was supposed to be Black Widow and passed on the role. She was supposed to be Peggy Carter and passed on that role. And maybe Captain Marvel. Hmm. <laughs> The way that Gordon dodges this is really funny. Oh, I forgot that Major Crimes Unit is MCU. That's funny. Yes, it's, it's great. And I love this. I love this. It's straight out of Long Halloween. It makes the tragedy of Harvey Dent into two ways much more powerful when you know that they were working together as a team. Absolutely. And what's interesting is, you know, there's a lot to be said for the character of Harvey Dent. Like, obviously, later on when he's under pressure, pre-Two-Face, but post, you know, Gordon being shot at and everything and the the death fake out. Do you think that there was always an unhinged, like, instability to Harvey? Yeah, I feel like that's the point of the film is that we all have it. It's how we deal with it, though. Bruce deals with it his way. Yeah. Gordon deals with it his, his way. Gordon isn't all the characters aren't perfect and that's the point of the film it's how we deal with that and the loss and that's why when later on when batman says like he goes you didn't lose anything he goes, we all lost something that's the point yeah this is me in every single fucking meeting watch bruce wayne Ha, <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, uh, Coleman Reese. Sir, um, I think he's Batman. <laughs> he's also, you can't blame him. You're worried about the diligence. Our main person is sleeping. <laughs> Do them again. <laughs> Check the file named Batmobile. <laughs> That's how I get to sleep through meetings, Lucius. I already know what's going to happen to them. He bored me as fuck. I knew he was bad. I need you to make me a suit that all of them will hate. <laughs> I'll tell you. This right here, though? Oh, wait. No, it's not here yet. When, yeah. when he when he gives him the suit, and it's the my protect you against a cat, I was like, ah! Catwoman! <laughs> Again, I love uh, Christian's performance as Bruce Wayne. This is some lady I'm fucking. Rachel. And I love how he's using Bruce Wayne as a means to interrogate Harvey's point of view. Yes. And yes. investigate him as a potential replacement for the idea of Batman and the project of Batman. Yeah. And it's like, and it, and it gets to be so layered because yes, this element of I'm trying to show him up that, that, you know, that, that tension with Rachel, like that is a part of it. It's not that he's not jealous, oh, but yeah. he is, but he's able to have his cake and eat it too emotionally. He and wants to let go. He doesn't want to be that Batman. Yeah. Also, I find this interesting is that Nolan chose Aaron Eckhart because it reminded him of Robert Redford. Oh, and great. oh, I love this line. long enough to see yourself come to film again another line and meme that has become regurgitated into nonsense but is entirely forgotten what it means yeah but it is so poignant it was in the trailers it's a beautiful line that's great everything that bale's doing with his face just looking at him as he describes and when he gives him the money i love yeah yeah he means it He's like, didn't you just tell them all to fuck off like five years, six months ago? (laughs) (laughs) My man. Apparently other potential Harvey Dents included Matt Damon, Mark Ruffalo, and Ryan Philippe. 
Mm. He's nobody. He's just a clown, you know? He was just stupid shit. I could see Matt Damon doing it, but yeah, I think we got the best choice. Mm, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that whole scene, like you said, is so beautiful. It's so poignant. And just, again, like everything that Harvey is saying about how, you know, Bruce says, who, who elected him? That, that interrogation question, you know, um, to see what Harvey will say. And Harvey says, all of us who stood by, it's exactly what Bruce was talking about with, with apathy in the first film. Yeah, absolutely. Right now I'm in a TV, so that will stop them. <laughs> if they have a VHS player and recorder, we're fucked. So I just took your money. <laughs> Gordon kicking the money is always just so relatable. <laughs> what a great introduction. And the intonation. <laughs> oh... Jokes were bad. What a great introduction. And again, something we don't really talk about. What a perfect costume. Oh, it's great. It's great. The purple long oh, here we go. and everything. Ta-da! Oh, it. It's gone. It's the perfect amount of horrifically violent, but with no gore. Yeah. <laughs> you, that line. you bought it. <laughs> I like crazy men. <laughs> Gambit won't have a dime for his mom. <laughs> God, this Joker's just such a force of nature. He's so phenomenal. And actually, he's, he's very comic accurate, I think. In a lot of ways, for sure. Me. And I like a lot of, like, you know, the fan theories that use evidence from the movie to support that he might be like ex-military or ex-special forces, like with what he's able to do, what he knows, what he does. But I like that it's completely, I mean, the fact that the script goes out of its way to prop up possible origins and then deflate them is just brilliant. (laughs) Squeal. Just this little point. I know. <laughs> so good. And he turns it off. <laughs> I love this line. Never do it for free. It's my freelance line. <laughs> and that's why you're here on Patreon listening. To- <laughs> <laughs> I love Michael this. Dry White is really underrated too. As he's true. Like, he's not crazy. That's not. I mean, it's sort of the Grant Morrison idea that Joker is not insane. He's super sane. He's, yeah, he's definitely not. <laughs> he's definitely, he's on a, on a completely different plane that just comes off as insane. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Salvatore Moroni just looks so bemused the entire time. And I love how he's calling Cardi's just the joke of Cardi's. It's so good. All the body the, language is so pitch perfect. So pitch perfect. And the little door flower. 
Oh man, what a scene. And I think that somebody's done the math, but when you actually look at the Joker screen time, it's like not a lot at all, but it's no. so effective. But he's, he's present throughout a lot of the film. Here's that iconic moment. Straight out, again, straight out of the book. His voice oh, oh no. his, vo- his, his accent's coming out, yeah. <laughs> as soon as they know there were Mark Bells. You fucking wanker. <laughs> Twelve years of it! Oh, wait, wrong. Wrong movie. <laughs> Six months I waited. I can break the law. Again, this is a this is the point. Like these characters aren't perfect; mm-hmm. they're willing to break international law. Yeah, and just the way that Gordon, like you know, he's a lieutenant. He's a he's a little bit of an older guy. Like you can tell that Gordon has like waited his whole life to make a difference. Like he's nervous when he's talking. Like yes. things will get ugly. Like he's flexible. And then now the R&D department is like flourishing. It's huge. It's clean. Still got no employees, but... It's just Lucius fucking around with whatever's left of the budget. <laughs> That's Firefly, clearly. Firefly. I like it, Mr. Wayne. Operation Skyhook. Let the sky hurt. Dude, I was about to make the same <laughs> joke. I shit you not. I was going to be like, this is the end. And this is exactly what you were saying about James Bond. This is him. It's just him doing Q scenes. Q yeah. branch scenes from James Bond. Oh, yeah. It's totally Nolan riff on Q. Absolutely. Don't touch that. That's my lunch. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, because I don't think Nolan has read many comics, but I, if he was probably asked Warner Brothers, like, is there a, or asked Goyer, is there a Q character in Batman? And that's probably why Lucius is even in these. I think he's, he, he's definitely read Along Halloween, because I've got my, my, car, my version here, and it's got like a really great introduction from Christopher Nolan. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I can't believe this. Typical. <laughs> That's great. I love how the picture is him. And he's like, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> Different. <laughs> Alfred with the fucking polo shirt and the hat. Your favorite bit. He's like, all right, come on, spin around. Yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Get him out. Gone. He's going to be gone for a few days. That guy's British as well, by the way. The guy in the scene. The guy who just talked with the with the go team. Yeah. He's in these, he was in these standards for all the UK fans out there. Have a live. <laughs> so good. Ah, oh, the first origin. 
Again, people misunderstand these as well. A drinker. Yeah, I think that like people, I mean, I'm not sure. You, you, you explain what you mean first by what you see with under, misunderstanding. I think people just, they think it's like a mixture of all the stories that are true. Yes. Yeah, that's it's what like, I was going to say. No. People try to piece them together. He's lying. Yeah, people try to piece them together. And I think it's either he's blatantly lying of his own volition or he's entirely forgotten. I think he, I, I think it's, everything he does is for a reason. Yeah. And it's, it's an intimidation tactic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Also, we talk a lot about like, the body language and the dialogue and the choices, but let us not forget that Ledger is also Australian and his voice, it, like it never breaks. Ever. It's so good. I love this one thug. He just nods his head. He's like, yeah, My man. That's a, that's a line that I quote a lot. That's, a, that's the track title. Expansion. That's the track title for the Joker's theme, right? Uh, yeah, I think tryouts. Right. Oh, I'd love to see the scene of them just like having to stab each other with a stick. Oh, it's so brutal. Yeah, he wants to drag men down. He wants to drag the city down into animalistic dog eat dog world. Is he busy being a criminal? Again, the scope of these films, it's great. I'll just say this film hasn't wasn't dated, but the big TV earlier and now the mobile phones is a great little yeah. flashback to a bygone era that we grew up in. <laughs> of course. Can I buy your bird? (laughs) You came all the way here to tell me that? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Free phone. This guy's like the hell. He's like, I like collecting phones. <laughs> That's mine. I would love to just like, everyone wants a new sequel to this to this trilogy. I'd love to show his kids, you know, here's some pictures I took in Hong Kong. All right, <laughs> Bruce, these are all weirdly out of focus <laughs> shots of buildings. <laughs> here's a really cool fact: this is actually Christian Bell. On the edge oh, of the building. Actually on the ledge. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's great. 
this is a, I've always said that I think the China sequence it's a little long, but I think that it um it pays off really well. I mean, this is just a great spectacle. And again, so Bond like to put him in this foreign city with this new gadgetry. Apparently he was it was also he also did it in the Chicago shot. Which I think mm. was from the first film. Yeah. I love this as well, the little bombs. It feels more Batman y. It's all yeah, it's very Arkham too with Nick Spring like Gel. Every time I rewatch these films, it reminds me of how much our brains neglect to retain the comic booky nature of these films. We just assume that they're always constantly gritty and realistic when actually there's a lot to it that we forget. Oh yeah. Yeah. And 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 definitely in begins and rises. This one might be the most realistic, but it still has its It has he has a gun element. that shoots bombs with glue. <laughs> Great. It's cool seeing Batman in a different country as well. Fuck your lars. I need my man. Nice. What a shot. That nearly made it as our artwork for this episode. Oh, nice. Nearly. Didn't know. Oh, it's so good. And Nolan definitely steps it up as an action director here with the choreography. Mm-hmm. Camera's a little bit further back. You can see Batman's methodology a little bit more. Quick, come up here. Someone's attacking the building. The music in this film, though, is just ten times better than the first one, which was already perfect. Yeah, this—I mean, this score is unreal. Like this bit where it's like, it's like the little drums whilst it's going. It's this like this specific beat in a second. Here, yeah, but I also just love that the perfect timing and the theatricality of mm-hmm. of Skyhook and just flying off now. It's fantastic. So good. Imagine being loud right now. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine dropping him. Oh, man. Oh, shit. I also like the idea of him like being like Batman's secret identity, but on the plane it's just him, Lau, and Fox. Yeah, <laughs> I love his. I love Batman's little handwriting. It isn't perfect. It's like please deliver to Commissioner Gordon. Surprised he didn't draw Dick Butt on there just to <laughs> just really run it in. I'm just saying, Maggie Junior can can interrogate me all she wants. Also, considering that uh, 
Jake Gyllenhaal was considered to be Batman in the first film. That could have made this one very awkward. Oof. Who's he talking to? This is where I learned where the Rico case was. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Mom, they're educational. Does it, does it cut right to them getting arrested? Because I just love that bit with the Russians eating some food. He's like, let yes. me finish. Let me finish. He looks like he's just trying to take a bite. calculations and they're both right yeah they're both 100% right (laughs) all aspects are crooked look at that TV the Russians like look I like the clown from day one (laughs) Marin is like, I just want to go to my nightclub. Is this guy also a KG beast? Like in the Snyder movies? <laughs> Why, no, fuck it. Why not? I brought mine. Uh, Gary Oldman doing that they're coming to. Oh, that's so good. He's like, let me finish. <laughs> oh, this guy funny. is like Bullock number two. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The guy in Begins. Oh, that's yeah. That's such oh, a bad fuck. one. The guy in Begins is definitely more um, than eighty nine. <laughs> yes. This guy's way more Bullock. Can we talk about how she was like? Oh, Joker card. <laughs> that <laughs> couldn't on. be relevant <laughs> to anything going on in the city. This There's guy a, is great at being in this character. <laughs> Nestor uh, Carbonell as the mayor, who's always been accused of wearing eyeliner, but his eyelashes are just like that. And he's great in Maroon 5. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Nestor Carbonell was considered to be Khan in the Abrams movies, which would have been way more racially accurate. Hmm. Fuck you, Commissioner. I like this concept. They're all going to come after you now. But if you're down with that, that's cool. And again, it's a great way of reminding you how deep the rock goes. Mm-hmm. This is such a good jump scare. I know. It got me in the theater so yeah. hard. Oh Jesus! And it's brutal too. Like yeah. again, like earlier, we didn't get to see the guys get stabbed by the pencil in the face. But even this for a PG thirteen, I mean, we're not seeing him get hung. Your so imagination, and also the video. Obviously, they play in a second. Yes, but it, yeah, it, it's it's pr- pretty ballsy and brutal. No, 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 no. 
You're the fuck, Rachel. Very droll. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Batman dead? Again, we mentioned this, I think, last time, but yeah. Heath Ledger filmed this himself. Yep, he got to direct his own little scene within the scene. No. Why are you dressed like him? What? What? <laughs> I love that so much. You really do. He's so fucking good. It's a genius move getting him to direct this himself as well. Yeah. So chaotic. <sighs> By the way, just before we get all the way away from this scene, um, the news anchor for uh, GCN Gotham City News is Anthony Michael Hall from Weird Science and Breakfast Club and Oh my god, it is! All those, yeah, all those uh, John Hughes movies. I just checked. I was like, is that Anthony Michael Hall? And then I, I looked at it and it is. From my body, from my hands, why don't people understand <laughs> my intention? Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember this in the trailer? Oh, you have no idea. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that's such a sad moment of foreshadowing. You have no idea. Not yet, sir. Not for another hour. I'm Bruce Wayne, I'm here to say... (laughs) Rachel's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Who are they? Who are these now? Is it the new Powerpuff Girls? <laughs> Get their dresses. <laughs> yeah, right. I love the I love the little switch as well when Batman Bruce Wayne comes in and the Joker is the same question. Where is Harvey Dent? Again, straight up from the comics. And the way that he has to shit on him a little bit. <laughs> I know. And the speech is great. Because he means it. Last touch, never really noticed that before. Yeah, he never actually drinks. No, I was walking through my burnt house. (laughs) (laughs) We were tonguing for the first time. Maybe even two faces. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> also, 
also, look, the shadow effect in that moment there. Yeah. I need her hairbrush. <laughs> I love the individual ways he kills them as well. Isn't that car bombing, poisoned drink, yeah. and attempted straight up murder him, I guess, at a party? <laughs> Go on. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> Okay, that seems like something I should play. <laughs> Commissioner Loeb's like, man, this is just another Tuesday. <laughs> it's I'm poison, drunk, Gordon. <laughs> it's poison whiskey. <laughs> Oh. Do you expect Rachel to die in this film? I didn't. No. No, I 100% did not. I 100% did not. I mean, obviously, by the time we got to the second act and I felt like they were setting up Two-Face and we get to that choice, I thought she was done for. But re-watching it now every time, I think there's a lot of foreshadowing that she's going to die. Um, Retrospectively, yeah. Retrospectively, but in yeah, it's a extremely effective on a first watch. And again, the light. Look at the lighting yeah. effects on the Harvey here. It's yeah. so clever, the two face. <laughs> they wanked you off, sir. She's like Chase Meridian. It's Wayne and Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your favorite Pixar film? <laughs> <laughs> I love Ridiculous Poison. And then this bit of trivia. Oh, the, the, uh, the Michael yeah, Caine the thing. Senator. Oh, well, the, the Senator, yeah. But I was going to say that this was... This right here was legitimately the first time that Michael Caine saw Heath in mm-hmm. the makeup and actually forgot a line that he was line, yeah. And he wasn't going to do the film until he found out about um, Heath being the Joker. Because he's like, I don't think this will work. He was going to not come back? Well, he was, he was like, I don't think we could do this. I don't think we could do the Joker. He loved mm. Jack Nicholson's performance. Mm. I love this drink. You seen him? I love this thing, Bruce, just like, I deal with you fucks every day. Also, fuck yeah. guns. But this senator is the head of the, he's the speaker in the house, right? This guy, like, trying to act all like, concerned. Um, yeah, the senator who's in all of them. Yeah, is he the speaker? Is he the speaker of the house, or is he like the speaker of the I think Senate? He was he was like the minority speaker? I think 
for the minority leader. I think he is now, though. Isn't he? Yeah, he's been like he's been he's been Baron and Robin. Yeah. Hello, beautiful. And yeah, uh, he's licking his lips is because of the prosthetics. I love it so much. Yeah, that's such a good choice. And again, great use of the unnerving music to mm-hmm. just add to that tension. The building of the tension is so well done. She couldn't stand the sight of me. And obviously, it's it's great seeing Heath and Maggie together because obviously he was so close with both of them, mm. both of the Gyllenhaals with after Brokeback and stuff. I love the makeup he has as well. Yeah. Tension so good. It ruins the tension though when you think about what Bruce is doing right now, which is probably just like pulling his pants up. Well, <laughs> right now, well, right now, Bruce has probably already got the suit on. He's just like slowly working his way through the crowd of people. He's like, yeah, he's like, come on, I need the perfect line. This line is so good. The best Here it is. Here it is. I'm gonna find you. I like that. You gotta love me. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> The way that Joker throws <laughs> this guy him. at him. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love his tactics as well. Like, yeah, the, the, the knife shoe, again, very Bond-like. Yeah. And the fact that he knows he can't actually beat him in a fight, so. Yeah. Also, I love this outfit. Whose outfit? Uh, Batman. The Batman suit? Yeah, it's fine. <sighs> It wasn't worse. I just love how flexible he is. I remember totally thinking he was going to grapple and like swing away, but then he actually takes the fall. Yeah, because he would rip his arm off. Good point. Let him go. <laughs> I think this is great where we see the, like you said, those bits of Harvey. I like Bruce recognizing the difference now. Yes, and Alfred, of course, being the thematic voice of wisdom here. Understand. Turn around, they didn't fully understand. Not to get 
hyper political on the show although neither of us really no no no, no. be it, a political all you want yeah i mean yeah exactly oh i know that you don't shy away from it but you know just people listening um this is this scene is the is the, is the thesis the treatise of the trump administration everything that alfred is saying not to not making a one-to-one comparison between any democratic leaders and batman because that there's just i don't think there is an accurate one i'm not saying obama is batman but the gradual um betterment of society you know progress eventually the scum did turn to a man they didn't understand who really didn't have any actual beliefs or policies it was <laughs> you missed sorry just chaos or tangerine why are you telling me this story alfred <laughs> fuck you i would love to like just another line that... another line that gets regurgitated and misunderstood Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. The um You're right though. Like it's the uh, the the jokers causes the libertarian <laughs> symbol of bullshit. Yeah. It's it's the you know, it's the uh, the lack of any sort of empathy or understanding is what Bruce is why it, to me these films are actually a massive symbol of hope and a, a punch to the face of apathy when that, I think like some, a lot of the people just didn't see it that way, which is really depressing. Yeah. They're okay. My headcanon is that Alfred tells Bruce the tangerine story whenever he faces any problem in life. And then and then Joker. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Montoya. <laughs> Patrick John. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Batman's like, you shut your goddamn mouth right now. <laughs> I've done more John... detective work in six months than you've done John... in your career. <laughs> John Bat. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Mann. <laughs> Man Bat. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Man Bat confirmed. What I really love about the the ballistics report that Bruce does is that it took me like six times to work out what the fuck that meant. <laughs> that whole sequence about him doing the bullet thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this this right here, Alfred with the fucking cannon and the <laughs> and the earmuffs. So funny. Wait. Was he saying like, "Can you make it a bit louder, sir"? I just like that this is detective work that we're seeing a little bit of it. <laughs> Yeah, gun culture and like gun like ammunition and stuff. We don't grow up with it here, so to me, all the stuff is foreign. Whereas we are very well acquainted with it over here. I'm yeah. Why does why does Fox have pop up pirate on his like desk? Do you know that game? No, I don't. That might be an anglicized joke. Fucking Riddler here. I love her in the background. Like I'm ignoring this. Also, fuck this guy. I have no empathy for him. And I love this line back to him. 
Lucius doesn't break at all. Yeah. Good luck. He's <laughs> to blackmail him. Oh, in America, it's called Party Fun Pirate. Mm. No, I don't know. It's basically, it's this. You pull the knives out and he pops up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that. That that definitely just reminded me of that. I'm going to do some cool shit at the end of the movie, Lucius. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then make you quit. I love a good funeral scene. Hello there, it's me, Commissioner Loeb. <laughs> Got one, David Dashmillian. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's in every single DC property. Oh, I got one. It says here the Baba Yaga. <laughs> <laughs> My dad built this railway. <laughs> <laughs> fucking GCPD man it is a city so <laughs> yeah, it's Chicago happen. I should be one of the policemen but like is this your first funeral bud and then he said to left he's got like fucking ripped fucking grimace and nobody questioned him Alfred, this is a sex party. <laughs> and what's cool about this is you get the uh, you, know, you get the Joker sans makeup. It's kind of an inverse in a way of the '89, where he had to put the you know the regular makeup over his face. And I like he knows Batman would have found him to distract him. Oh yeah, absolutely. But what's the mayor's like he's at a funeral for this commissioner? He's like a lot of these things were unpopular. A lot of people rang up and said he was shit. Anyway, rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't like each other and uh he was kind of an asshole. He thought I was an asshole. Yeah, and to get Batman shot at, you know, maybe maybe, maybe That's what I'm does. saying, yeah, that's yeah. right. 
<laughs> I did like him anyway. I'm going to go. He's such a great actor, though. I just want to shout out David. Uh, David uh, Dasmalchen. Dasmalchen. Yeah, he's wonderful. I love how Gordon's glasses are perfect in this scene, and then later on, they're fucked up. I would like to, I mean, it's not important for the story, but I would like to know, like, who on, on the inner circle was in on the, was it just works? Like, who who got Gordon out of there into whatever secure must location? must have been Dent, right? Uh, Dent probably knew, but somebody had to, like, oh, physically yeah. get Gordon off the stage while he pretended to be dead. <laughs> Again, this is seeing the darker side of Harvey that was always there. is isn't the transformation that made him. It just pushed him over the line. Yeah, he's getting more and more desperate as the film goes on. But I feel like it's always been there. I love how Bruce deals with like mental health in this film. This is so fucked up. Yeah, because like, as they are telling her, you got to wonder if they know. Didn't you, didn't you watch the news? Fuck's sake, Barbara. Go play with your sister who's back now. Do I get a telescope? <laughs> that kid out there is in the narrows, a peeping Tom. His special. <laughs> Batman. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he knows we're all crooks. <laughs> hey, Buck. I love this. This is so uh, oh, Batman yeah. animated series. This is a great, great scene too. Just imagine you're vibing. You're probably high. Someone... You see this coming toward you. <laughs> Baron Zemo's down there. Oh, 100%. This is Madripoor. 100%. So if, have you I'm ever watched World's Finest, the Batman Superman movie? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. This is what it reminds me of. Yeah, totally. Totally. Who knows? Making ha ha with Harley Quinn. <laughs> hey, Rachel, um, I'm just uh, torturing a mental health <laughs> patient. What's Gordon doing? Just sitting there going. Gordon's, Gordon's trying on some sick-ass action Broken glasses. glasses and and his, yeah. yeah, his new Oakley's. They have the dopest place in the city. <laughs> Gonna go play Bruce's PS3. This is also just a great reveal of what he's doing too. The the pan out, mm-hmm. just good filmmaking, man. Just fucking good filmmaking. I'm counting on it. I'm counting on it. It's so good. Oh, the sound. Oh. <laughs> How Daisy is like he's like fuck. Okay, whatever. <laughs> he must have friends is so good I like how he's not scaring them 
because Joker has made their fear of him evaporate. Yes. To an extent. Yeah, it's a great, great uh, exploration of that dichotomy. And it's something that a lot of Batman stuff, because the, the no-kill rule had been around in Batman, obviously, but the the idea that criminals would get wise to it, like you said, wise to your act, that type of stuff is is just really good storytelling that they know that like they'll, they'll take an ass beating, you know, cause they get to continue doing what they're doing. And this again, like Harvey would have killed him now. Yeah. And this is when you get the idea, like, obviously we're not here to ex- explore his origins in this movie, but you get the idea that underneath Harvey's charisma, like something truly messed up with that, his code of honor, like I make my own luck. You know, he's. he's Did he he's... say that heads was to survive or kill? Because we know that it's obviously a two-sided die. Okay, so he's 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 tricking him, but still, yeah. it's messed up. This guy yeah. is clearly mentally ill, and he and he's telling him. His name's Rachel Dawes. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Polka Dot Man. <laughs> See, yeah, Dent doesn't know. This... It has to be like Wurtz and Ramirez. Oh, did I call her Montoya earlier? Is she not Montoya? You called her Montoya. Oh yeah, I even said. The idea Montoya. is that she's she's kind of like Montoya, but yeah. she's not. She's Ramirez, but yeah, I guess she is supposed to be Montoya. And Bruce is so desperate on wanting to give up, but have someone there that he's willing to push Harvey still. But he's not the he's he's not the right person. No. And again, it's about the identities we create. The Harvey Dent on the campaign posters that Bruce is fundraising. He's the right person, but he is as real as Batman. Absolutely. He's flawed and can be corrupted. I would have to become Ben Affleck. And blow his ass up. <laughs> she still doesn't know the answer to that question. No. Oh. She, wants, she wants two sides of the coin. A... I'll hold that on me now. I might need this one day. Do you want me to burn this book that says Batman Files? <laughs> <laughs> Why has he got a fucking furnace? <laughs> because it's awesome. Do I have to get rid of the pizza oven? 
Alfred just wants him to give up. This is a great moment of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> this this bit. That was all your idea. <laughs> well, great journalist. Oh wait, here here comes. Here comes no more dead cops guy who gets applause. He cracks me up every time. Yeah, I mean, six months ago, this whole city looked like shit, but now it's clean. Love that line as well. Yeah, it's a good one. And that's the tragedy of Harvard, is that he's so close to perfect. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> No more burying cups into the city for, for six months. I love this bit. The emotional whiplash for the city of Gotham in this film. Imagine the journalists, they're going to have a field day, like Gordon's dead, R.O.P. Gordon's not dead. Perhaps she wants to fuck you and he doesn't want <laughs> Harvey to fuck you either. <laughs> this way, if he's in jail, he can't fuck you in jail. Yeah. <laughs> he's not being a hero. It's not the fuck that you need right now, but it's the fuck that you deserve. Here's a letter I wrote that we'll, I'll read out later. You want me to burn it? <laughs> no, read it, please. Okay, How about this? I will shut it on fire. How about this instead? <laughs> I will burn it, and then in eight years, I will recite it from memory. I will recite it from memory, really emotionally, and then I'll quit my job. <laughs> and I will go to Florence. Or presumably a long time. I will have some linguine Alfredo at my favourite cafe. Get it? Linguine. (laughs) Are you ready for more cheesy cop jokes? Oh boy. should kiss that straw up. Oh, thank you. And the reveal here, you know, I've, I make my own luck. I know. Double-sided coin.
That's illegal. You're under arrest. (laughs) (laughs) Add this to his list of crimes. There's a great uh, Joker joke here that I really appreciate because it's strictly visual. Slower is the best medicine. Well, that, but it's the the fact that Joker has left a a fire truck on fire on the path. Uh, Yeah. Again, it's the tension building of the music. Oh, yeah. Not lower fifth. I got that reference because on Thanksgiving, I eat turkeys. Yes. Isn't this where fucking um, Talia dies? Yeah, it's one of these streets that drops down. To be fair, Golden's plan is is brilliant. Oh yeah, it's a great plan. It's great. And also, I completely bought that he was dead. Mm, me too. Completely. I, I I was like, wow, he's not going to be commissioned oh, board. Oh, that's bold. Again, it's such a stupid but fun joke. Story as the best medicine. Yeah. Was that a bazooka? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were just staring at it. Yes, it is a bazooka. Like, oh, we should continue this job. Oh, so good. Oof. And again, unlike the first film, a lot of these shots are practical. Yeah. Yeah, you can really feel it. Hmm. I ultimately prefer the bat pod to the tumbler. I love that. I love both. I love that's part of the tumbler. Yeah, that's a great design touch. I was so upset when it was destroyed in this film. Fuck. The bit with this, the wheel starts spinning and then shoots out. Oh, yeah. The whole ejection is great. <laughs> Excuse me. 
Does this sound like goodbye? <laughs> yeah. Joker's humming and everything. This scene's just such a good build. I don't know. But the, the, the it's the jokey the, the delivery of some of these it's the cops like that's not good. That's not good. Goodbye. Ah, oh, great. So cool. That feels very much like Batman Begins, actually. I never appreciated that shot. Yeah, yeah, the orange tones and everything. I associate the Hans Zimmer music with the imagery of him on the Batpod. Just that forward momentum of the drums yeah. and everything. Then a little bit of the kick going. Rack him up, rack him up. That's so good. You ready for the stupid line? Yep. Such noise hairstyles as well. Let's take the glued cup yeah. hair. <laughs> Dumbass kids. Yeah, that delivery is terrible. <laughs> God, hate it. It's more than not good. That's not good. I love this bit where he shoots going to the mall. This is what I'm so excited about the next. Uh, called, uh, the next Batman game. I can't remember what it's called. It's like Night Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights, yeah. Because you can you got bat pods like Gotham bikes. Yeah. I just want to do this. Fucking trash. I love the way the tire turns. This is a this is all um this is entirely practical. Yeah, this whole this whole flip. I'm pretty sure we will pass Argo when we went to celebration. And I remember uh I can't remember if it was the behind the scenes on the DVD or something like that, but hearing crew members say that they show you, yeah. Yeah, well they show you, but Nolan told them well, we're gonna flip the truck and they thought he meant in CG, and then he was like, no, we're going to really do it. I love this. It's ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> he shoots the ground when he gets up. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Even here at this point, I don't think that it, Gordon's alive. Yeah. Hit me. Oh, and again, I love this because Bruce could have killed him, but he doesn't. Oh, yeah. He knows it as well. He wants to push him to the brink, but he won't. That's what's so intriguing to the Joker. And Bruce, in his naivete, thinks he will jump. You know, he thinks that he does not think that this man will do it, but he would have. He would have stood there to prove a point. <laughs> he stabs him with the trigger. <laughs> so funny. 
Oh yeah, this entire little beat down scene. It's so funny. God, I'm... I love that the cow shocks him. <laughs> Spits on him. It's obvious, little bitch. We got you. These glasses. So he must have broke them after the. Oh, they're fixed. <laughs> Here's backup glasses. Here are hero glasses. So funny. Nice. Yeah, I guess Bruce is probably the only one that knew then. This is so sad when you think about it. Those two, look, putting them in the car, taking them straight off to... And you could see it on her face in retrospect. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This this is in the trailer, right? The first trailer? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Nothing nothing in his pockets but knives and lent. The the clapping in this scene was improv by Ledger. Mm Mm-hmm. So good. And this was the first like image we saw of him. Yeah, after the makeup only. This is how I wanted to promote everyone just by introducing them with the new title. I love this. Clothing is custom. Commissioner Gordon. You know what, Gordon Gordon for not only like faking his death for a whole day, but looking damn good. Look at that hairstyle. So good. I'm back. Risk of safety. Batman should show up and be like, You need to take back those things you said about me. <laughs> you said it was my fault. He's dead. He's not dead. Oh, this guy having the phone under his skin. Oh, it's oh, so oh. fucked up. Hey, champ, I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm going to grow up to be a sociopath. That's not in this canon. Because of you, Dad. I, love the, I, love, I do love this line, though. Did Batman save you? Actually, I saved him. Oh, yeah, it's great. Not bad, huh? I fuck pigeons. <laughs> I'm weird as shit. Now you got me head cutting in it. Good evening, Commissioner. It's garbage the clown. <laughs> if no one's seen it, watch the Pete Holmes skits. That's so good. You're garbage to me. That's not me. Garbage is a different clown. This is this is A class acting, by the way. It's crazy good. Especially when you know that Batman's in the room with him right now. Well, that's another thing, is that did you think Batman was in there already? First time you saw it? <sighs> no. Yeah, like I feel like I knew I that there was dialogue interrogation because of the trailers, but I love dialogue and I love the makeup running out. Yeah. 
because his whole point is about proving his point is that everyone is as bad as he is and the, and the, the point of the film that people don't understand is that he's wrong yeah and that's the beauty of the two the two boats he's right about dent but he's not right about everyone and you're right at the boats and he might be right that there is darkness in everybody you know but he, he's he's not right that everyone will give in mm-hmm. yeah, bad cop routine not quite such a good reveal Never start with the head. The victim's head gets all fuzzy. See? Huh? <laughs> I love his eyes. They're so demonic. Like, it's just the whites that shine out. They are electric together. I mean, this is one of the best scenes in film. Best string in film. And look, it's about things, that, things have changed. Not going back the same. Complete me. soundtrack like a leper and what's great is that like Bruce is obviously staring at him intensely but the way that the cow's brows are shaped makes it look like he's really thinking <laughs> but his eyes like they they're so intent on the makeup they sometimes it just goes pure white like that yeah It's like in his speech, it's so good, but he's wrong. Just ahead of the curve. That's all he wants. Oh, oh, it's such a good fun. reveal. Oh. The way you leapt after her. That's so good. He stops Gordon from coming in. Oh. Little squeam. <laughs> oh. And just the the brilliance of the address switch, and the and but the violence and the the, the way he's pushing him, and he's true. It doesn't hurt him. Yep. Oh. 
So he thinks. So sad. And the way that Rachel at this point we all her... were like, I know composure. Yeah. Oh, she. Yeah. She's so strong for him in this scene. She's being strong for mm. both of them. But but like you were about to say, like at this point, I know she's a goner because I'm like, oh, they're gonna do two face at this point. Yes, and we we're like, fuck. Okay, well, this is what they're doing. <sighs> I naively maybe thought the first time in 2008 that they might both be saved, but in me too. I hoped. But yeah, but that's not the film. That's not the point of the film. It's also a really great, um, a really Flash great pseudo. Well, it's a pseudo homage to Silence of the Lambs, yes. with Buffalo Bill and the fake oh, out where oh, you realize call. they're at the wrong house. And this little horrible line. Yeah, you feel for this guy, even though you know he's corrupt. Is he corrupt? Yeah, because uh, him and Ramirez both... Um... No, it's the other cop. It's the bald one. The, the grayed-haired one. So this guy's not, not him. No. thought he was. It's also kind of fucked up as well when you realize that. Uh, that's what I think was important about distinguishing Joker as not insane. Because these people are clearly mentally ill. And yes. they're following in his agenda or whatever but they clearly been manipulated into doing stuff yeah that's what is a really, is a really weird fact like... oh, go ahead. so the dark knight got a a lawsuit to them hmm. uh hussein kalkan the mayor of batman turkey which is a real town sued Nolan and the Warner Brothers for 18 for the negative impact this film that caused on this city. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. There was only one Batman in the world. The American producers used the name of our city without informing us. Oh, there it is. Oh, I was losing it in the theater. I was like, oh no! Because we know it's going to happen. Yeah. Also, that's another thing like you were saying earlier about like the explosive gun. Like These movies get remembered for being more realistic than they are. The mm-hmm. fact that Harvey could walk around with an exposed wound that severe is so heightened. Of course. It's, you, it's, it's, the it's, infection it's, on your face would kill you so quickly. I think, I think retrospectively at the time we, we viewed this as so grounded when actually... We're just grounded in comparison. just different. Yeah, like we didn't have the MCU. It was either no. this or Spider-Man 2002. Yeah, or the X-Men movies or mm. you know, Fantastic Four. Oh, that's great. Ugh. Contusion. (laughs) It's fucking fine, man. I suppose you could say he's corrupt in the sense that he's getting to him. Yeah. Not to the extent of betraying Dent and... You'll see the other cop in a bit. It's like a grey-haired sort of boarding guy. Oh, my phone car. I fell over, Rachel. <laughs> I made a boo-boo. <laughs> Ugh. 
pick. It's always your pick up. It's so gnarly. Oh wow! Oh, this is a great shot too. Him and mm-hmm. amidst the chaos. And it's the way he manages to succeed in every single bit. The mob get off. The DA is no longer a problem. This is so fucked up. It's so sad. At this point, I was like, I know what's happening now. And it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Boom. And you know, it must be breaking Bruce's heart, but he won't show it here. He has to save him. And also, Rachel must feel like Bruce didn't want to save her. Oh, man. That's so brutal. Oh, it's horrible. God damn, this movie's good. Oh. <laughs> wow, you should have gone to county, man. The the plan to be caught thing happens quite a bit after this movie, and I like it every time. It's always good. Yeah, it's always good. It's good in the Avengers. It's good in Skyfall. Um, yeah, it's good in uh, in Star Trek Into Darkness. This, this the use of the uh, narration and the shot. Oh, this is such a perfect shot. Iconic shot. Yeah. Oh, this is awful. I just love that Alfred was like, yeah, there's no way in hell I'm sharing this. <laughs> it's a terrible time. And, and the coin. Yeah. The fact that the coin was changed with him was great. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, we couldn't have known what the third film would be like, but it's such a, a good choice to go against the movie expectation because the expectation in a movie is that Alfred would, at the end of the movie, be like, she wanted you to have this, sir. But like the fact that he doesn't for eight years is pretty, you know, it's, it's a bold tough. choice. And it, hit, it really hits. And it, it, part of that, it hits him moving on in that film, which is like, well, I appreciate it. I know your girlfriend died, but have your toast. Again, he's the child again. Yes. This is the exact, it was my fault, Alfred. I was afraid. And also, that's another member of his family that's gone. Yep. I like this. Not Rachel. Oh,
about that. I'm just going to take this right here. Don't worry about it. It was just a receipt. It was just a receipt for breakfast. You can wait. Now that's a great line because that line foreshadows the sonar. You mm-hmm. know, we we burn the forest down. You know, it, it's thematically important, but on a rewatch, it's also giving Bruce the application for it's doing something that's morally, yeah, perhaps skewed. And it's for the tech, the technology that we know he's already developing. But yeah, Aaron Eckhart's acting here. Is point so... is also his symbolism to Rachel. Half of him has died. Yeah. Literally and metaphorically. Which is uh, the, the brief glimpse. Yeah, but it, it's, it's also on a meta level really interesting because like as I mentioned in our Batman Begins commentary, the character of Rachel Dawes was originally Rachel and Harvey Dent condensed to Rachel Dawes and then split again in this movie <laughs> when they actually <laughs> did use Harvey. And now she's back. Hey, can we talk about this sequence which i love because it's the idea that they used to mockingly call him two-face already which i absolutely love people already either a didn't believe in him b thought he was crooked or thought he was an asshole like whatever their reasons were oh and this is again It's using audience anticipation. Like, you're like, oh, when is he going to turn? <laughs> I still think it's a great CGI as well. It looks really good. Again, for people that think this is a hyper real world, no way would he survive with his eyeball freely exposed and things like that. But it works. and letting Oldman react to it first. The protruding bone. Like see one of the bones like like the tendon is broken. Yeah. Ugh. Gordon's like, well shit. He should have pumped some hand sanitizer on the way out. Oh, he should have done. <laughs> A big clown house. I love this scene. It's, this is what cements. This is what separates the people who believe, said they believe in the Joker from the real people. If real people were, who believe in the Joker online had this bit, they wouldn't do this. Yep. And the, that and the burning of the money is sort of the, again, the apotheosis of the character. Like it's just, it is the. Peak. And you forget that Lauer's on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at his face. The Russian guy's like, man, I've been a fan of you the whole time. Don't do this. 
Hey, Jim, I know we're busy, but look at this TV program. Hmm. I love this. Better class of criminal. I'm going to give it to them. Oh, Craig. <laughs> and that right there is his team statement. It's about a message. How loyal a hungry dog really is. Hey, this is the Joker. He's face. This is so Joker. So comic. Again, it's him proving a <laughs> Dude, he's, Coleman Reese. He's a fucking idiot, I know. This is like really, like truly Jim Gordon's no good, very bad week. Mm-hmm. Much more so. <laughs> I, the look he gives him, we'll get to it in a second, but the look that Bruce gives Reese, when he's like, oh, well, that was just an accident. Oh, like, yeah. I thought I was just, and he's like, thank you so much. I'm so sorry. I'll <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yes. You know what city we're in? <laughs> yeah, have you been to Gotham? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know they would kill him for no reason. Yeah, keep rolling. <laughs> I like how they're going through the cops. To work out which one's bent. Yeah. Including this fucker. Oh, sorry. I was looking at the Metropolis hospitals. <laughs> the Coast City hospitals. I was on. I was looking at Bane on Wikipedia. <laughs> I was on my League of Shadows Discord. <laughs> at Alfred. 69. It's spent cup, right? <laughs> Gives me a little kiss at the end. It could be one message. Send the information to Gordon, but like one bit at a time, make it coy. 
send a gif of Batman. <laughs> Still Burst one of the best Joker costumes ever. Yeah, it's iconic. And you know the Easter egg with this scene? In the hospital? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. Isn't it something with his name tag? Yes, it's Matilda, which is the name of his daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love this. I love how he doesn't recognize him until he sees the mask off. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's like you can't see. Look, all right, to be fair, one of his ocular vision might not be perfect right now. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the scene I referenced earlier where he gives Harvey the chance to shoot him. But Joker yes. never takes his finger off of the guns. Uh, I think it's called a hammer, a hammer mm-hmm. lock or the hammer on the back. The thing you cock. So really, yeah. Joker never gives up that power. Joker's not going to mm-hmm. die in this scene. And it's a great thing that I guess the people, people that know guns point point, yeah. Yeah, had to tell other people. But... <laughs> it's true. This is me with podcasting. <laughs> I make shows because I like it. It's such fucked up. Yeah, that'll be it. <laughs> he's in, he's getting to him. He he was already a frayed character. Yep. It's so depressing that it took the Joker just to say this bullshit to get to him. Yeah, on itself. And again, it's proving the point. It's it's the issue is, is that Batman has made an effect on Gotham, but it's not perfect. It looks per it looks better than it was, but yeah. the city's still vulnerable. And that's what the Joker utilizes. They got too cocky. Loops their minds. <laughs> yeah, you're right about the. This is where he gets to him. The fact that this guy actually went to shoot him is uh, I know, right? it's kind of a bummer. Oh, here we go. Little car. Oof. 
<laughs> oh, see, the joke is using the sanitizer. Good for him. All right. <laughs> Who's in it? I try. I just saved your fucking life. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Gordon, before you go, did you ever take a coat and put it on a little boy's shoulders? The young man boy. <laughs> <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong, but this was a real hospital that was getting demolished. Like, yeah, it was already empty and like gutted. I think on the inside, like nothing else was in it really. Um, so they really did blow it up. The wide shot of it exploding is is real. Maybe with some CG enhancements. This, this moment, delay is real. Yeah, this delay. But he didn't know it was happening. No, so yeah, this, this is it. a genuine in character reaction. Kept hitting it just to be in character, and then that little runaway is <laughs> what actually happened. It's so much better than what it would have been. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just like adding secret sauce to the character. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, yeah, Ramirez is the corrupt one. And there's also the other guy, the old guy, who we see at a bar, I think, in a minute. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Anthony Michael Hall from Weird Science. <laughs> He's hanging upside down, right? Yeah, I think so. You mean the telecommunications department? <laughs> Motherfucker. Well, <laughs> these guys just couldn't see Batman like hang on. Set up all these damn monitors in like an hour. Ridiculous. I'll be honest. Most of the budget was for the monitors. <laughs> I gotta say, Lucius's politics are very questionable. Not that he's not making a valid point about surveillance. But it's just like, oh, yeah, this like is where he's you draw done the line. much worse. Yeah, like this is where you draw the line. I mean, we can't... Oh, this is the cop. This is the other cop. This guy. If I take a leak, let me just ask this half guy face if he wants a drink. The way that the alcohol the comes out of his lip. Yeah. <laughs> That's so gross. That must burn, right, as well. I also love that the suit is all charred up, but yeah. looks cool. Like he, he was like, I'm going to wear it still. It was a nice suit. 
Uh, bad luck, man. <laughs> I mean, if the government's doing it, it must be good. I'm a like, like a bat. That's what I was gonna say. Summer. But you said summary. But I'm not summary, <laughs> man. I'm Batman. Also, why is he talking to Lucius in the Batman voice? That's cool. Oh, he's, his phone might get hacked by himself. It's the same as a. Uh, oh my god. So that's Red Batman. Like, there's no one around. Yeah, but he's 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 Batman. Like anyone could be around the corner. This is him in the room with. But then I'll quit my job. But then also I'll be back, I guess. And he's so theatrical that he can't just tell him it's rigged to explode. It's so stupid. <laughs> I know. He, he has him sit there for a couple hours, distressed. <laughs> bridges go through a lot in this trilogy they do that's true Fifty thousand. why don't we have two fairies one with loads of good people and one with loads of bad people on it shout out to uh of course our friend and collaborator nikki from your show, the Imperial Senate Podcast, who loves in Lego Batman when Lego Joker is like, I have a plan. And they're like, is it like the two boats? And he's like, it's better than the two boats. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Salvatore. On a cane now, because of what happened. And the cane talks like this. Hello. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, what do I look like to you? Oh, I'm cheating on her. What can I say? I'm Italian. He's so smart, like smarmy and greasy. His relief. I need to find out. Fuck. For the life of me, I don't know how Two Face survived that. <laughs> but I'm I wish he kept a shot of him going like this. Like, just diving out with his arms up. <laughs> Apparently, if you looked, like, all the way to the left of the frame before that scene, you can see Harvey get in the car, which I never noticed. He, he, does, a, he does a big barrel roll and flat, falls in the water. And then <laughs> Maroney puts a 10 sign up before he dies. By the way, I love this fucking plot with the boat dilemma. 
it's one it's of my great. favorite things about the whole film. It's great, especially because you know the the morality play is given to the biggest, baddest criminal who looks like a killer, and you know. I will say the diversity isn't great <laughs> on the boats. It's not. No, it's not. This is the other boat. <laughs> this is criminal this fucker. boat. <laughs> this fucker that looks like Bill Clinton. Yeah. My radio's fucked. Oh my god, there's loads of explosives. And a present. This is great. Oh, okay. I just looked it up just while this was happening, the setup. Wurtz is the old balding man. I just had the names wrong. I this whole my whole life I thought that the guy was Wurtz that we were talking about. The bullet oh, okay. guy. Yeah, no. Yeah, Wurtz no. Wurtz is that old guy that just got killed in the bar. The other guy mm. is called um Gerard Stevens, Detective Stevens. Is the All right. Guy. So there you go. West. Oh, okay. I know which building that is. I did not kiss that woman. (laughs) And of course... The civilian boat is like, blow him up! Well, it's debatable. Well, a few of them. A few of them seem very on board with it. Yes, which is the point, yeah, which is what's all about this film. Because even these guys are like, yeah, boo. Hey, who are you to decide? I'm a random fucker. This woman also, is like, so fucked chance. up. He's like, I stole a pl- <laughs> Such an American response. That was Abraham Lincoln. He got arrested. <laughs> but you can trust me. She died, I can't remember. Um, I I think she lives, if I remember correctly.
I also love the twist about the, uh, the doctors and the hostages, the clowns. They've swapped, yeah. them, they've swapped them around. <laughs> They're very angry looking doctors. <laughs> One of the doctors has ha ha carved into his forehead. <laughs> Gordon, Gordon at this point is like, that. hey man. He hasn't quite learned the lesson yet. To his detriment. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> got pens. I have five. Be honest, if you had your personal pen, would you pass it along? If I had a pen? Mm. I'm not giving anyone my pen. Thank you. I'm not giving anyone my pen in a normal circumstance. Yeah, Gordon's naivete being the only good one, you know, because what what mm-hmm. Joker said to him earlier does it, you know, does it bother you to realize how alone you really are? That is setting in that panic. Yeah, and they're still believing that Den is the one to rely on. That's not the case. Yeah. Also, this being you know sort of an homage to nice comic book white eyes, but I prefer to think of it as an homage to Batman Forever. <laughs> of course, you do. The, the, the sonar eyes. It's the same thing. You're as blind as a bat. Exactly. <laughs> I love the other cops. Like, Jesus, what the hell's going on over there? <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, excuse me, so we have to protect Harvey. No, you don't understand. He's ringing me up. Ah, it's a good time to watch Batman beat up some cops. Always a good time. Remember who this is? It's your your favorite person. (laughs) It's it's from Weird Science. Michael Hall. Bum, 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 bum. Um, um. I love this. I love the way he like maneuvers around them, and it's not just so simplistic fighting. Yeah, doctors with guns to get down. Fuck you. <laughs> it's just like it's such creativity. Mm-hmm. I hate doctors. And the little doggies. It also leads into the narrative later on very well. Batman's fall. Yeah. They're bad. <laughs> Remember those blue grenade guns I shot? <laughs> I gave you earlier. Three hundred and ninety-six four. You guys suck. 
I love this guy. I love this inmate. You don't know what he's done. It doesn't matter. We're still here is a, is a wonderfully delivered line. Mm-hmm. Um, that actor uh, that you're referring to as the main inmate who throws it away is just recently passed away at the end of 2020. His name was Tiny. Oh, no. Tommy Tiny Lister. Tiny is nickname. He was in tons of stuff. He was in The Fifth Element. He was in Friday. He was in No Holds Barred. Uh, always a great heavy actor. This bit of when they all fall off, when they're all connected to their feet, is so good. It's great, because you don't even realize really what's happening in the scene. <laughs> Again, I love the outfit. It's doing this film's dope. Oh, that's got hurt, though. Oh, for real. Especially if you're the bottom guy. Oh, shit. Fuck these dogs. The dog went all the way down. It's so depressing. The dog went clean over the ledge. Oh, that's horrible. I'm okay with Batman yeeting a dog off a building, but hitting it with a stick is too far. (laughs) He just threw another one down. (laughs) I don't kill when I try to talk. I love this. I remember watching this in the cinema and being so happy that it shows you that it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. Like, it, it's not, not everyone's like that. It's more difficult and complicated. Yeah. And it's just the, you know, it's the antithesis to what Joker's saying. Like, Joker's saying it's about dog eat dog, you know, like in, in the end, I'm just ahead of the curve that they all think he's mm-hmm. like him. But even this person who you can infer knows how to take a life because he said just then, you know, you don't know how. there's still a base level of humanity left and this guy is like so sure of himself when push comes to shove people all talk sometimes you say yeah if I was in that position I could do it but if you literally have the god trigger yeah stand by I'm controlling and deleting I love this set piece. He's losing control. I also love the shot, like the way you see him throw it, it hits the top pane of the window and falls out. Yeah. And he's also like moralizing him. It's a great, this bit here. And really, it's like they might be angry with him in the moment, but he saved all of their souls in that moment. Yes, absolutely. 
Man, you shouldn't have done that. I love this. Look at his... Look at the Joker's face, right? When he's wrong, it's my favorite part of the film because he's so disappointed and angry, and he's been proven wrong only to get a one up one second later. Yeah, and again, the tension, the music, so good. Lady, you were like, they had their chance. They need to die. <laughs> You're the worst one. Well, to me, I'm going to die. Yeah. His face. There's a little bit of panic, but like he says, my ace in the hole. Not just that, though. The bomb is unimportant. I love this dialogue. This is one of my, this is some of my all-time favorite Batman scenes. Wait, Batman says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great comeback. <laughs> I forgot about this, but yeah, also this. No, but I know you got these. And he still won't kill him. Yep. Yeah, the thing I love is that the other bomb where you expect the Joker to have, that his his balancing act is the fact that he has done it to Dent. And he's undone everything that Dent's done. So those months of work has gone down the drain so yeah. far that we know. Also, this was a great uh, just visual homage to 89. Yes. Joker hanging and everything. This is a great conversation piece about their relationship, just in general. In the comics, in the cartoons, whatever. Auden, a world where we could have seen him come back. I was just thinking the same thing because apparently, you know, if, if all reports and rumors and stories are to be believed, the original plan for Batman 3 was supposed to have him. This line is for the people ready to believe. Yeah, I mean, he just. This, yes. And look, he knows. This is when he says. It's devastating. Yep. Losing the battle for Gotham's soul in a fist fight with you. And also, the boats is the theatrical bombastic element, but the the actual mental battle is going on with Harvey and the and the Gordons right now. I, our level. Our level, yeah. It's like gravity. Oh, he needs a little push. And of course, like, again, Ledger's passing, one of the great tragedies, and the fact that this character ends here, but honestly, pretty great ending for this character in this script. In the script, absolutely. I just, I can't help but think of what universe it would have been like. Or for sure. I mean, like, who would they would have paired him with? Like, would it have been Joker and Bane or Joker and Catwoman? Like, we'll never know. And maybe Nolan will talk about it later in his career. Who knows? But we'll never know what the original plan for Batman 3 would have been. I'm sure that script is in a vault at Warner Brothers. And we'll never know 
what elements of rises are wholly new or which of them come from the plan. So I just say something. This building looks pretty great considering it's where Rachel died. Yeah, I mean it's it's still standing. Good foundations. Also, Harvey acts like he wasn't part of the deal. You know? I know. He's too far gone. He, he, what, what deal with the devil did Gordon make, you know, mm-hmm. that he wasn't also in on? He's lost, and that's the depressing, sad part. Yeah. The, the notion is that, you know, the idea is that also devastating is that the idea that obviously everyone put their hedge their bets on Harvey. Yeah. Which was the wrong move. And I still think even though the ending of this film's phenomenal and I'm not, I'm not saying it from a plot point or anything. I'm saying from an in-universe character point, which we get continue in the next film is that it's a very cynical move on behalf of Batman and Gordon to assume that the people of Gotham were weak enough to not to not handle it. Handle the truth. Yeah. I mean, the whole premise of the Dente Act, I mean, it, it's a depressing note for this one to end down, and it's a depressing one for the next one to begin on. Yes. You see that it's just destroyed Gordon's soul. And his, his life. His wife leaves him. Yeah. His wife leaves him because he can't be honest about this attempt on their children. Yeah. The, the, the idea... He protects the, he protects the good name of somebody that tried to destroy their family. The fragile piece. A fragile piece can never last. That's what yep. why it breaks down so easily. This is so sad. Also, can this. we just talk about Barbara realizing she's not the favorite child? <laughs> I know. Decent oh, time. Man. He's Aaron wrong. Eckhart. Gordon's so good in this moment. Yeah. Just phenomenal actors. Little boy does a great job too. Yes. Fair. Fair. We free. It wasn't. Oh. oh, fuck. You are the best of us. You know, I gotta wonder what would have happened in this moment if Batman had unmasked. I still think he would have been killed. I think Harvey's too far gone. He would have shot him in the head <laughs> instead of in the chest. And the I was legit so shocked good. in the theater when he shot him. Yeah. And again, it's, it, we see this later on this one next film. It has an effect. It isn't just like rubbed off. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. And for a son to look at it. And again, it speaks to the trust that Warner Brothers no had in, oh, yeah. in Nolan, that Nolan could take the marquee villain and finish him like 20 minutes before the movie was over. This and... bit, hang on, sorry, this, this one bit where he's like, tell him it's going to be okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, lie to him. Yeah. 
so sad. But yeah, to take your blockbuster movie and end it on this kind of point with it's going to be all right, son, and like this whole downer of an ending and this mm-hmm. intimate child crying at gunpoint. Oh. And again, this is this is perfect storytelling. <laughs> One, that's great. The heads up. Two, yeah. it's perfect storytelling of taking what we knew was going to happen, Harvey becoming Two-Face and turning it on itself. Turn yeah. it on itself. This really makes me sad, especially when you consider the repercussions. Are you going to say, but what about... I know, but also, it fucking hurts. Know what? Uh, he's broken knee. Come from this moment, that, that moment there. From the next film. That he broke his what? You know, Bruce breaks his leg. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's from that moment. Yeah, where his leg, he has no bone. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, his bones all mess up in the knee. Oh, I, I thought that you were going to say uh, that I was going to say about the fact that he technically breaks his no-kill rule there. He kind of... Yes and oh. no. I mean, the fall killed him. He def- he tackled he him did, off. The no, game. he didn't have to save him either. Yeah. <laughs> this is just like Rado Um so Two fallen angels. But in a sick way, it, it is, does prove Joker right. He had to kill Harvey. Well, he Harvey already died. Yeah. Two Face died there. And here's where we find out that Jim Gordon is also a poet because the final okay. monologue is incredible. That's so good. And this is so this is this is pure Batman. The fact that he's willing to risk his whole he he doesn't care about being in the target. It's all about his city. That's why I love this character so much. It's so sad, but it's so good. And again, the the lie. And one of the things I actually really do like about Rises is when Bane's like, I'm going to read the whole speech. (laughs) So good. He threatened my boy. (laughs) But But he's going back to what both Alfred said and also yeah. what to Harvey said. I remember watching this in the cinema going like, I had the goosebumps. Yeah. And whatever Gotham needs me to be, that is Batman. God. It's so good. Dude, I love this fucking film. And this this soundtrack, this last little monologue and the last scene. And you're right about the other scene with Bane. My boy. My boy. <laughs> Because you have to. Ugh. I always assumed in my head canon that he does a bit more after this. This isn't the last night he's Batman, but he does a little bit more and then he finishes up. Yeah, I'm sure that he... Uh, even... And sometimes the truth isn't always good enough. Sometimes people deserve a little bit more. I love that line. It's complicated, but I love it so much. I love it if he would call them and is like, you could have just told me it was for one use. This would make a good room for flooding shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he running, Dad? <laughs> Thanks for saving my life. so good this whole this is 
Because <laughs> <laughs> he can take it. That's so good. A watchful protector. <sighs> This movie just punches you in the face with that title at the end. Man. The movie slaps. I fucking love movies. <laughs> then cut to me for the next like three years of my life being like David Tennant or Leonardo DiCaprio as the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they're going to use the Riddler or the Bad Hatter. I mean... Oh, and Catwoman, because of that line. Oh, yeah. I mean, what I else mean, is there to say about The Dark Knight? It's it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a well-made film. 10 out of 10. That's my rating still. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there. Either, you know, somewhere between 9 and 10. I mean, it's just a... It's just a stellar piece of filmmaking. It's, it's just so compelling, so incredibly acted the entire time. Perfectly shot. Um, it's, yeah, it's just such a good exploration of the themes and it changed Batman forever. There's not, it changed Batman forever. <laughs> yeah, uh, not Batman forever. Not, not Batman forever. Yeah, if you read a Batman comic now or play a game or anything like that, this is, I mean, there's those works that like just, it, you know, irreparably changed Batman, you know, and Dark Knight Returns is one You've of those. You've changed things. Yeah. This movie is that, you know, yeah. you, you, don't, you know, don't pretend you're one of them. You're not. This movie is. is things is, change is for both the better and the bad. And that's what's intriguing about this film. And it's not the film's fault. Um, but I will say this film in particular is just fantastic. Um, Alden, before we wrap up, you uh, went into this film. Batman Begins as your number one of the trilogy still. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? I think I still like Batman Begins more, even though this is the better movie. Like this movie, I think, wows me more just like as a feat of filmmaking. There's just a little bit more batman bruce psychology in the former so it's really just taste i mean they yeah, are which is what such a one was going for actually i read a, a, just a, a little snippet and it said that to him bruce was not the main character in this film and that the yeah. main character was harvey which i yeah. thought was really interesting and you can tell sort of you know a and obviously if you read interviews with him but also the motifs like as we get to rises now and again we'll never know how much of this was his plan B not being able to use Joker. But he says in the third film that if the first one was about fear, and I think the second one was about chaos, then I think the third one, I wish I could quote him exactly, but the third one was about strength and that the third film, he wanted a villain that could brutalize Batman, that it wasn't, it was a mental game. Sure. But someone that could legit fight him, Mm -hmm. um, which we hadn't seen with Scarecrow or with the Joker or, or Harvey. Um, and so, you know, fear, chaos, dogs. and strength, all or those dogs, 
all sort or David Dismalchin, all combining <laughs> as themes. Um, this is really powerful. And obviously with it being called rises, with it being having the rise chant and just everything leading up to that movie. But yeah, I mean, this movie, this movie changed everything. I mean, 2008, it blows up, it takes over the world. And then like for the next couple of years, it just felt like we were like just drooling, frothing at the mouth, waiting for any details on whether or not, whether or not he would even do Batman three, because that was up in the air too. Cause he was not, even this one was up in the air. Like yeah. never already, never no already. one was not at all on a, on a, on a deal of any kind. He was picture by picture. So it's pretty fascinating. Well, I had a lot of fun watching this film with you. It's still outstanding. It's definitely one where hopefully one day we'll get to see it in the theaters together. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be great. Or like the whole trilogy would be pretty awesome. Just so we can sit next to each other like we do next week. And just again, read out my boy. My boy. Yeah. If you thought that the first two had a lot of like impressions and stuff, because I did, I have to admit, I did a lot of impressions in the first two films, but yes, the third film's got a lot of great lines. The, the third one is, just, the third one, again, will be my least favorite of the three, is so exceedingly quotable. From the very first scene all the way to the end, it's so quotable. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, we'll talk about it, I guess, before the commentary in the next one. but Including one of my favorite uh, visual acting ever which is when Anne Hathaway drops the pretense of being a scared maid and goes, oops. Yeah, yeah. and then f- backflips out of the window. Oh, yeah. she kicks his cane. He falls over yes. and does a, does a backflip on the window and jumps She's out and goes, bye-bye. Clearly, clearly ableist. But yeah, I mean, it's... We'll talk about it as we start in the next commentary, I imagine. But like trying to put myself back in the headspace, like the build from this movie to three, it's almost unfair that any movie came after begins in dark Knight, especially dark Knight. Like I'd say more so dark Knight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like it was just like an, almost an unreasonable expectation. Um, and also dark Knight rises like this movie and Iron Man came out in the same year. And then dark Knight rises and Avengers come out in the same year. So it's like two, two big chapters. Easy to think about that. Yeah. And everybody went into the year thinking Dark Knight Rises was going to be the not more the more critically successful, the talk of the town, and it ended up being sort of a more mixed film. While Avengers sort of signified the true coming of the next era, which uh, you know was really interesting. But overall, yeah, the Dark Knight slaps. I mean, there's... well, I'm I'm really interested about next week. I feel like next week is going to be the is going to be the Batman Returns of this trilogy for me. I'm not saying I'm going to convince you to like, well, my plan is to make you like the film more. That's the, that's the plan. For me, Rises is, I really love the film and we'll get there. It's not perfect. It's not this film whatsoever, but thematically and stuff, I really do appreciate that film. We'll get there when we get there. I don't expect to make you run on Twitter and be like, I've, Praise the Lord, I've been blessed by the Tom Hardy gods. <laughs> I, expect... I, don't, and again, I don't hate The Dark Knight Rises. It's not, not, yeah. it's not like but other I... movies we'll get to, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's a very mixed bag. Every time I watch it, I get excited to like it more. I never do. 
Um, but I'm Maybe ready to. I'm the secret ingredient. I'm the, ca- I'm the Selena Kyle to your depressed, decrepit Bruce in the cave waiting to find someone after Rachel, you know, left this mortal coil we call Earth. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. You can read our thoughts on Patreon. We're going to put the Batman Begins one up pretty soon as well. So look forward to that. But until next time, same bat channel, same bat Patreon. See ya. Just type in your name when you're done. It's Peggy. (laughs) 